Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. I posted something on Facebook about some big news and I'm going to talk about that at the end of the episode. But what happened was, and still is, um, that the list you cannot see is full of a bunch of news. Big news, small news, personal growth. So just so you know, if you're listening to this mm. to find out what I'm talking about on Facebook... Um, before I post it on the weekend and it's official and I can actually talk about it, which I'll be able to officially talk about it when this uh, drops uh, later this week. Uh, the big news will be at the end, very end. So, but I started, uh, you know, let's start with, I'm feeling creative again. I started looking at um, uh, music uh, software again, I'm thinking about going back to writing some, some music. Um, haven't found anything I, I like yet, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'm might tinker around in the old studio. I was in and out of bands uh, since I was 15 and uh, finally called it quits in the uh, early 2000s when the band I was in just didn't make it through personal turmoil and, and band egos and um, poor sales on our album and stuff like that. But I uh, I think I want to do it like once again, like just as a personal thing. I mean, I'll release tracks and work with friends, but I... Uh, you know, felt really creative in, in that musical way again, which hasn't happened in a long damn time. I blame Gonzo for taking me to uh, Second and Charles, which I talked about a couple weeks ago, and they had basses there, and I started noodling around and went, this would be fun again. I liked being able to, you know, I'd play multiple instruments. It'd be, be nice to actually do something with that skill. Um, another way I'm feeling um, creative is... I brainstormed the next four installments of Black Falls, and I talked about this, I think, last week, where I'm, I was wondering what theme they would have if they did have a theme. Um, it seemed like kind of a happy accident that the last four installments of Black Falls that I've been doing for not only Black Falls, but for Mr. Wright, kind of had this voyeuristic, um, being surveilled, being watched vibe to them. And the new Black Falls definitely has a theme. It uh, The first couple ideas just kind of one hit out of um, being at my mom's while they were replacing a window and this odd thought kind of came to me and I went, oh, I got to write that down. One was uh, one of the ideas is going uh, back to a few characters. Um, so that's a couple of the ideas. And they all had this central kind of idea kernel in them, which are is basically locations, places, whether they be emotional or physical. Um, it's kind of the places that some of these characters ended up. It's not so much as... An ep well, I mean, some of them are epilogues, but um, it wasn't meant to be like, well, I want to add closure to this, and this is where they ended up um, in terms of placement or places that they are uh, emotionally, physically, psychologically. But some of them are like, it, it just seemed like location was the big thing on that one. So I, that was kind of cool um, coming across that neat little, once again, happy accident where it's just synergy and the universe kind of comes together and... I'm with the universe, and it's like, hey, here you go. There will be a new show coming down the road. Deb and I are going to be meeting with one of the guys. He'll probably be one of the hosts behind this. I think Lizzie will be out of town. Unfortunately, I'd, I'd love to invite him to, to be there, but I think he'll be out of town. But she and I are meeting with him on Monday, which is when you hear this a couple of days from now, or a couple of days from when you hear this. And working titles called The Whiskey Diaries, which is a play on both The Princess Diaries and The Rum Diaries by Hunter S. Thompson. I don't know who wrote The Princess Diaries because I don't give a shit. 
Um, but it's going to be a show focused on every episode will focus on a certain brand or a certain bottle of um, scotch or whiskey. Apparently, this guy is kind of the, um, I would call him an Irish sommelier, <laughs> but works at a whiskey bar, knows a lot about whiskey and scotch and spirits. And I think it'd be a great fit for the uh, for the stable of shows we've got. And I'm really interested to see how this meeting goes. He's thinking monthly, I'd rather go bi-weekly, but it really depends on his schedule um, as a host versus my schedule as a producer. But speaking of going to bars again, I have confidence with the ladies. I don't think I talked about it last week, but because uh, I think it was, yeah, in between recordings. But uh, last week, while I was at the day job, our move of the day, which is our like corporate synergy thing, make a personal connection, and I pulled a girl's phone number at 8 a.m., which was easier than I thought it'd be. That is making a personal connection. I flirt with her. It was really fun. Um, I'm going to give her a call. Uh, it's been a couple of days, and I know that she's busy. She told me her schedule. I'm looking forward to talking with her and then seeing if anything happens. She was asking me way more questions about what I do on the network than anyone who wasn't interested should ask. So that was a big green flag. And then I went out, I think the following day, or maybe it was the day after, um, I went out to a new bar with um, a coworker of mine that we've been trying to hang out and bullshit. Ended up like flirting with the waitress shamelessly. Um, and she flirted back shamelessly. And my coworker was like, what the fuck? Like in 24 hours, like you're just hitting on all these girls. And I uh, I had texted uh, Lizzie about the, the make a personal connection thing and, and pulling um, this girl's number. Um, and then I was talking to Deb about hitting on the waitress and her like responding in a positive way. And she goes, oh, my God, you're back. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm back. The thing is, you listen to the show, and if, especially for longtime listeners, that the very beginning of the show started with me being so emotionally crippled by my own um, anxieties and neuroses, thus the name of the show. I'm being so in my head about everything and going through all of this therapy and getting better. And this is kind of... I wouldn't say the finish line, but I mean, this was, this is me getting better where Deb goes, you're back to being comfortable with yourself. You're back to being confident. I rediscovered my ability to stretch the golden hour uh, out. Um, if you don't know what the golden hour is when you're drinking, uh, the golden hour is that hour that you're drinking and you are exactly as funny, charming, smart uh, as you think you are. And Deb knows that I had this weird preternatural preternatural ability to sense when I was in it and then kind of like back off of drinking, like switch like, you know, from hard liquor to, to beers or just kind of like, you know, nurse a, uh, a couple beers and stretch that golden hour out for hours and uh, was, was very, very charming, uh, much to many girls' chagrins in the long run. But that was, you know, back when I was a man whore and I'm not a man whore anymore. So that's, you know, fun. It's, it, it, it's a good feeling that I'm very comfortable, again, in my own skin, and I can not worry about that fear of rejection or, and you know, I don't hear my dad's voice in my head about it. Like, you know, I can just have fun. And, like, it, it sounds so simple. Like, just go out, have fun, relax, be yourself. 
But you know what? When you're listening to like the 19 voices in your head that are talking about rejection or does this person think that thing or does that person think another thing or are you uh, too drunk or, you know, uh, I'm uncomfortable with this setting or these are all new people and I don't know what to do. It's hard to be that confident. And I finally got to the point where I'm really comfortable in my own skin. I'm confident in myself. And if a girl rejects me, I go, all right, well, sucks for me. Could suck for you. You, you don't know. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with, with that um, kind of getting back into that groove. Uh, it's how Doug got his groove back, so to speak. And speaking of pure confidence... I talked about, I think it was a couple months ago on the show, where I had a creditor call me into court, which was bullshit, because I walked in and went, here's a bunch of paperwork, uh, you have got nothing, fuck off. You know, I fought the law and I won, because the law was in the wrong. Turns out, I've got something coming at me from over 10 years ago, which I'm sure there's a statute of limitations, I don't care to fight it on this one, because... I get this call, I get this letter, and I go, this is bullshit. And I called their office, which resets the statute of limitations, which I don't care about, because I'm like, hi, I have a receipt and a confirmation number. You need to stop fucking bugging me. And they're like, well, we can't run that from here. You're going to have to snail mail it in, and if you don't, we'll see you in court. And I'm like, I'll snail mail it in, and if you still want to take me to court, fuck you. I'm going to bring this in, put it in front of the mediator, and go, I've paid this. I paid this well over years ago. This needs to just go away. And I need it to be, you know, with extreme prejudice that if they come back at me, then I can sue them for harassment um, and restitution. So, once again, like, just another confidence builder where I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, like not life, but I mean, like, fuck you, this person. Like, I'm in the right. You're in the wrong. You got a bad list. Or you need to update your... Uh, files or you're not properly vetting any of the like debtor uh, lists that they buy and those go from party to party to party to party where they don't know what's going on these people sending me shit in the mail and i'm going you're out of your fucking minds you want to take me to court over 40 bucks when i've already paid it years ago and i have proof all right, well, good luck with that, because it's not worth your time, your money, your effort, nor is it worth my time or effort. Not money, because I already paid it, so fuck them. You can you can hear me like I'm, I'm, I'm empowered. Uh, and I think that might be time for the big news. Yes, the big news. Last week I talked about that I was going to have a meeting with uh, my friend and editor, Jim Cargrove, at a website, and he wants me to write politics for. We have reached an agreement um, contractually, and I will be writing a bi-weekly column for them for Truth Out. It's truth-out, uh, I believe, .com. It could be .org. I'm looking at that right now. Blah, blah, blah. It is .org. Um, so www. Uh, dot truth hyphen out dot org. I will be writing a biweekly political op ed uh, column for them on the current political landscape of the American presidential race, which I uh, I talked about having a love hate relationship with because it's the stuff of Shakespearean or, or Grecian uh, drama, yet it makes me sick because it's 
it's happening. Um, so I already know kind of the first three columns I'm going to be writing. So I've already got like kind of the next uh, month and a half set in my head. Um, I will be going back to writing about politics. This is something where years and years and years ago, I wrote for altnews.net. I think I brought this up that I wrote uh, The Fix is In, All You Need is Hate. I covered the DNC and that the uh, name of that miniseries was A Thousand Points of Hate. I don't know what I'm going to name this new column, but uh, I'm going back to political writing. Also, I'm going back to writing for money. Yes, I am a whore, which is fine. I'm I'm okay with it because ultimately like being paid to write just means that I can take more time to write because I'm being paid to write. That is very big news. Um, I know my friend JR who loved all my political coverage um, doesn't listen to the show that I'm aware of. He'll be very happy to hear that I'm going back uh, into that arena. I was hailed as the cyber Hunter S. Thompson. Weirdly enough, second time I'm bringing him up. So that's the kind of kind of gonzo journalism that I took to heart. Um, I remember when, weirdly enough, I think it was JR, uh, handed me Better Than Sex, which was Honor Thompson's book about the 1992 political campaign um, with Ross Perot and Clinton. And ooh, I don't remember the Republican um, nominee that year, but it broke my brain. Uh, it was one of those books that changed my life um, when I was 16 and made me hyper politically aware and um as you know just angry at everything uh that i was at that age got into politics which like i said last week is like herpes once you have it you have it so that's the big news i'm going back to political writing uh, i'm going back to being a paid writer which is really nice um not gonna tell you how much i'm gonna make because uh, that's that's me not you but uh the the contract did uh have the writer that it's nice that I get to post uh, my columns on the BACN website. I'll post them as our blog, um, which means that blog will be updated approximately every two to three weeks. And that's the big news. Um, I'm very excited about it. Um, and if you don't think that's big news, you obviously don't know me. So from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my Acute Mental Neuroses, very comfortable with myself and moving forward edition. Good night, Internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!